everyone. Welcome to episode 37 of the Real Food Mamas podcast. I'm Aglaé Jacob, a real food registered dietitian and mom, and I'm also the author of the book and cookbook, Digestive Health with Real Food. I'm passionate about digestion, real food, yoga, trees, and chocolate, not all in that order. And I love working with like-minded people. So you can find more about my nutrition and health coaching services at radicatanutrition.com. That's R-A-D-I-C-A-T-A, nutrition.com. And also find me on social medias like Facebook and Instagram by looking for Radicata Nutrition too. And today, I'm really excited to be here with my amazing co-host, Stephanie Granke. Stephanie is a registered dietitian and mom as well. Uh, she's also an expert at helping women balance their hormones naturally, and she's passionate passionate about everything related to natural fertility, pregnancy, the postpartum period, and babies. You can find more about her and her services at rockyourhormones.com. And make sure to check out her program, Healthy Mama, Happy Baby, which is a virtual pregnancy handbook she created with the co-creator of Whole30, Melissa Hartwig. So today we thought we'd share our daily routines with you and how we both try to make time for self-care, even with our busy lives. But before we jump in, let's take a few minutes to share some updates with you. Um, um, yeah, so hi, Stephanie, how are you doing and how are things going for you? Things are going well. We're actually getting our last minute moving prep done right now. So when the show airs on Tuesday, we'll have our packers here packing up all of our stuff and if you listen to the show on Wednesday then I'll be in San Diego we'll be headed down there so it's it's all coming up so fast and this weekend's really busy too we've got my husband's graduation from um, his schooling so he's getting his master's degree on Friday on Saturday, it's my 30th birthday, and then Sunday is Father's Day, and then Tuesday, the Packers come. So we'll be pretty much nonstop uh, the next couple of days here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And how many weeks are you at right now? I'm about 24 weeks. So we were talking oh. before the call, you know, putting that into months, if you can kind of adjust it, it's six months pregnant. And that just blows my mind. I have no idea where the time went. It just it <laughs> flew by. Luckily, you know, I've been feeling really good. So it probably wouldn't have been that way if I wasn't feeling so hot. But yeah, you know, just thinking about at this point, the baby could literally survive outside of me. And that blows mm-hmm. my mind. <laughs> You'll be doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't. It's a mixture of luck and good habits, I guess. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, other things going on. Um, let's see. I've started playing around a little bit on Snapchat, so I was really hesitant to start because I'm like, oh, I don't need another social media platform. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really fun. It's a fun way to share your thoughts. Super I've fun. never used it, so I feel like I feel so old because I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> oh my gosh, I felt I felt like I was too old to go on it because <laughs> you know you hear about it as a high school thing, and I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to send those types of pictures out to anybody. But um, my friend Dr. Laura Noel, a naturopathic doctor, has been trying to get me to do it and go on with her. And, and I started seeing other people that. 
I know and respect on it and gave it a shot. And it's just, I have so many things to say. You're probably the same way too. Like you're going through your day and you're like, oh, I want to share this with somebody. And <laughs> being a mom too, you know, being alone a lot of the time, it's <laughs> nice to, even though you're not talking to somebody back and forth to share your thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. bad thing is it just, they, they all go away after 24 hours. So all the information oh, that it's you It's a share, bit like Periscope yeah, then, right? Yeah. Okay. You can save the, the, um, snaps to your phone um so i i've been doing that with a couple of them but mm-hmm. it's really fun the good ones. so yeah <laughs> if you if you um are on there come find me uh, at rock your hormones or steph Gerinke, g-r-e-u-n-k-e and hang out with me during the day cool <laughs> yeah what about you how are you and aiden and your new house Yes, things are going well. I think last time I talked about um, working on uh, potty training Aiden, and we still had a, quite a few accidents back then. I, I, you know, I switched from washing diapers to washing a lot of pants, <laughs> but uh, now I would say that he's officially potty trained. Yeah. He's able to let us know most of the time when he needs to pee or poo. He still needs help to pull his pants and undies down. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm really, really happy we did it. Although it was, it took a lot longer and um, uh, than I expected, but it feels, uh, yeah, it, it's good. It, it's done. So how does he tell you? No. How does he tell you? Well, he says PP or. Kaka, which is uh, French for poo. Uh, so he's able to, to say those words. That makes it easy. Before he was able to talk, sometimes he would do the sign for potty, uh, like the baby language, um, sign language. Uh, so that's how he lets me know. Or sometimes I see him like uh, wiggling around or, you know, trying to grab his, uh, um, uh, his penis. So then I ask him and usually uh, he... Yeah, he, he let me know if, if he needs to go or not. So that's that's pretty amazing. You'll have to let me know all the tools that you used for that. Did you did you use a special potty or did you have him go on the adult potty? I I, I had just um um I don't even remember the brand, but just grabbed any kind of potty. But I think what was really helpful was the book um by Andrea Olson. I th- we had her oh. on one of our podcast episode, and she has one specifically for children uh, above the age of eighteen months. And following that has been, you know, I I I didn't look anywhere else for advice. I just followed her protocol and. It worked for me. Well, do you have any words of wisdom now that you've gone through it for any moms that are in it or thinking about it? Yeah, I would say, you know, some at some point I realized I was just asking him all the time and just trying too hard. And uh, at that point, I, I felt like Aiden was kind of rebelling and uh, just peeing in his in his pants or on the floor, kind of on purpose to 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 kind of he needed his space. So I think that's giving them their space and letting them go at their own pace uh, is important, so they feel empowered. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm trying to let go of always asking him and trusting that he's learning how to to feel those new sensations and uh, be able to, to to catch it before it comes out. <laughs> that's really cool. Good for you for sticking with it. I know that's not easy to do. No. <laughs> and yeah, maybe I can share a quick sleep update. Um, I haven't talked too much about our sleep situation. I think we mentioned in our sleep episode that we've been a bed sharing since birth and I, I felt okay with that. Uh, we've been, um, 
I've been nursing him to sleep for his naps and, and at bedtime, which means that I pretty much have to be around <laughs> anytime he needs to go down uh, for a nap or uh, at bedtime. And I felt okay with it. Although in the back of my mind, I was always hoping that, okay, at 12 months, I think, you know, um, it will, Aiden will magically start improving. And then it didn't happen. And then I started hoping that at 18 months, things would turn around. And, you know, I felt like I was doing the right things and responding to Aiden needs. And I, I, I was hoping that I would be rewarded in some way and that I would be able to sleep through the night and that Aiden would just ask me to have his own bed kind of, and, uh, that things would just, yeah, get, uh, how I was kind of thinking would be the perfect sleep situation for all of us and uh, around 18 months it didn't happen and uh, Aiden was still waking up three to four even sometimes five to six times a night it wouldn't last for very long usually I wouldn't nurse him back to sleep but I felt like having that disrupted sleep was bad for 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 me and for Aiden I was afraid it wouldn't uh, allow us to to get the sleep we needed to really be healthy. I was also thinking that maybe I wasn't giving Aiden the tool he needed to learn how to fall asleep on his own. And, you know, depending on that nursing to sleep um, association to to get to sleep. And I was also worried that he was getting too many calories from a nursing at night. And that was probably, you know, not helping with his low appetite during the day. Um, and of course, that's when I started. It's when I compare myself to others that this happens, especially if I compare uh, Aiden to Otto, for example, who eats like uh, a whole banana and a whole avocado or something like that. It feels like Aiden is not eating enough and getting too much from night nursing. So anyway, so this was in the back of my mind and I decided to hire a sleep consultant uh, when I went to a local natural parenting expo here there was a sleep consultant she was she seemed really holistic and with a very really gentle approach and I I was tired of trying to figure it out on my own so I I asked her I asked for her help and the first week or two things went well we transitioned Aiden to his own bed which was still in our room right besides my bed actually Um, but we tried to break the nurse to sleep association and uh, night wean at the same time and as I said the first week or two things were well but then I I felt like Aiden always used to love letting me know when he needed to sleep uh, and take me by the hand uh, to take me to the bed with him so we can uh, go to sleep Um, but then he started uh, really fighting sleep and not wanting to go to sleep and during the day even had more separation anxiety Mm. So I knew that things were not right for him. And I I just had kind of a big shift in the way I was thinking about this. And before I felt like I was accepting the situation, but always with kind of a condition or uh, a hope that things would would change like very soon. And now I, I... finally accepted the situation. I know that it's not necessarily bad that we're still co-sleeping or bed sharing at his age or still nursing to sleep. There's, you know, many different variation of normals and you have to do what feels right for you. But I guess that I was still feeling that 
it should be different in my situation, right? Um, but once I fully accepted it and stopped fighting it, I, I just felt so much at peace with it. We went back to doing what we used to do, but now I'm not like waking up feeling like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Last night was horrible. I think we woke up like six times and today will be hard because I'll be tired. Why doesn't he sleep through the night? So I, I erase those thoughts and just think like, okay, this morning is good. I, I can do it. Uh, and I know I'm in there for Aiden. And, you know, it, it, I don't know if other moms can relate. It might be with um, a similar situation, whether it's related to sleep or anything else. But I think that just looking inside of you and stop comparing yourself and feeling yeah listening to your intuition and just feeling okay with what you're doing has been really not easy for me but I'm I'm really glad I reached that point at least at, at this time I I, <laughs> I feel really good about it <laughs> yeah I think there's definitely something to be said about the mindset piece when you know if you really wanted to you could figure out how to train him to go to sleep but that's not mm-hmm. consistent with your values and what makes you feel like you're a good parent to him. So I really appreciate that you trusted your gut and your instincts and probably went against what your coach told you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's hard, like you said, when you're comparing your, your kid or you're asking an an expert, whether that's a pediatrician or a sleep coach and you're going against the grain, it's really hard, but listening to your gut is just always the right answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the fact that, like I said a little bit earlier, like if, if for some reason tomorrow you wake up and you're having, you're, you're frustrated about the situation, you know the steps that you could take to make it happen. It's just whether or mm-hmm. not you want to go there. Exactly. I think it, it, it made a huge difference for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, let's jump in today's topic then. We wanted to share a bit about our routine and self-care and you've been a big uh, a huge role model for me uh, in that department. So uh, I think you had a few, a few uh, tips to to get started with that today. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been struggling with figuring out how to structure my day and have some kind of routine that would help me incorporate self care uh, into my weeks. Because as a mom, it's really hard, especially you know if you're working you know, outside of the home or you're at home all day to figure out how to make time for you. And I started noticing that I was resentful of my husband leaving the house. I was resentful of having to be home, even though it's such a luxury and I feel lucky to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And it boiled down to the fact that I wasn't getting my needs met. So I have been reading a ton of different books about self-care and self-improvement and talking to other moms and figuring out how to piece all of piece everything together to make this work even though we all have really crazy lives um so when I talk about my routine I'm going to kind of go through my day because I wanted to you know give you some ideas of how maybe you could structure your day this isn't going to apply to every single person because we all have our own unique circumstances and situations um, but just kind of giving you an idea of what I do and you can take and choose what you want from it. Um, and also please recognize that this just started and my son is 21. Are they 21 months now? 21? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know he's not 22 yet, but 
Um, yeah, so this just started, I would say, a couple of months ago. So it clearly took a long time. It could have taken a lot longer, but it took a mm-hmm. while to figure out this routine. And while it's working right now, when we move to San Diego in a couple of days, it's probably going to get shaken mm-hmm. up a little bit. So keeping that in mind to be flexible, but if it's working for you, you know, just keep at it as long as you can. Um, and this, you know, this routine that I'm going to describe, it actually happened once my son started sleeping better and he weaned. So those two things were really what gave me the ability to have a little bit more freedom. Now, granted, if he wasn't sleeping better and he was still nursing, uh, I would I would be able to do this. It would just need to be structured a little bit differently. And I'll know mm-hmm. that for baby number two down the road, but those two things really helped with this routine. And, you know, it came out of my sanity. I needed to improve my relationship with my husband, myself. I was giving 200% of myself and really not taking time to enjoy my favorite things. Yeah, that that's just uh, sounds really familiar to me, that resentment, yeah. uh, even though we really appreciate that we're able to be home with our, our little ones. It's just it's a lot to have on on, on your shoulder. And uh, as you said, it's just so important to have that space for yourself to to refuel. It's so needed. Yeah. You know, I was laughing the other day because I posted a picture of my toilet paper roll in my house. Yes. I think you saw that. <laughs> And it was um, a picture of my toilet paper roll that the maid had folded into that cute little triangle (laughs) that you see at hotels. And I, oh, you don't do that usually. <laughs> no, I don't do that usually. <laughs> I like sat down on the toilet and I looked to grab some toilet paper, and I it was just this feeling of. Like, I know it's like, sounds really <laughs> crazy, but I'm like, oh, I finally get help. Like, look at this. This is beautiful. It was I'm a reminder. being taken care of. Yeah, it was uh-huh. a reminder that we were getting taken care of. Uh, I, and that Instagram post is one of my most popular posts because so many people <laughs> could relate to that. It's just that letting go a little bit, asking for help, receiving help. And, you know, I, that maid is so appreciative that I gave her money and gave her a job. Mm-hmm. So it's full circle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get in. I know we're, we've, taking a lot of time already. So I'll go ahead, go ahead and get into my daily routine. So I, my routine actually starts the night before. And why I might bring this up is because my days start early and that means I need to get to bed at a decent time. And so I go to bed no later than 10 PM and it's usually around nine or nine 30 that I go to bed. So I, I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I put my, my phone on airplane mode And I actually read a book instead of watching TV or flipping through Facebook or things like that, because we all know that that blue light can impact their Mm -hmm. sleep. Um, And I actually, when I read a book, I have a red light turned on and I read with a red light. That's crazy. I I never heard of it. Well, here, I guess it's, it's, uh, yeah, there's, it's not dark until 10 o'clock at this time of the year. So it's easy to, to read at that time, but I I need to look into that for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been helpful for me. Um, and so then I go to bed around nine, nine 30, no later than 10. And I wake up every day at five 45 AM. Ow. And it's, (laughs) I've trained myself by now that I actually get up around 5.40 before my alarm clock Mm. even rings just because I've gotten enough sleep and my body's used to that. So it doesn't feel that early because I'm getting (laughs) up by myself. 
Um, and I used to sleep in a pitch black room, but now I have a little bit of light shining in. Cause like you said, you know, around 10 o'clock it's, it's dark. Um, and so I'm able to fall asleep that way. Mm-hmm. And then the sun comes up right around, you know, the five thirty six 6 AM. And so that helps me wake up naturally. Um, I, what else? So then I wake up and the only time I don't wake up at five forty-five is if it's just been a horrible night of sleep. Uh, and I, I never push myself if I don't get really good sleep. So if, you know, Otto was up a bunch that night or I decided to go to bed later for whatever reason, then I wouldn't. But I would say 95% of the time I'm up at 5.45. And when I wake up, I, you know, repeat the process of the night before, brush my teeth, wash my face. I actually have been grabbing an electrolyte drink. And this is something that my doula requested that I do. Uh, she has all of her clients on it. But it's basically just an electrolyte solution. You mix it with water. You add a little bit of Himalayan crystal salt, um, a couple of mineral drops. And I shake it up. And it's it tastes really good. It's tart cherry flavor. And it's, um, <laughs> it's actually flavored. It's not artificially flavored. It doesn't have any fake sugars in it. So it's really good. Um, and that kind of incentivizes me to leave the house because I know I'm going to get my electrolyte drink. (laughs) So I head out and then Monday through Friday, I do a leisure walk to the gym, which is about 15 minutes each way. So I just walk really at a a slow rate, wake my body up. I listen to podcasts and then I work out for no more than 30 minutes. It's usually like a 15 minute workout that I do. And it's mostly kettlebell, mostly strength and high intensity interval training. And then I do a lot of mobility and foam rolling and just get my body feeling good and um, ready for the day. And then I walk back and on the weekends, instead of going to the gym, I take longer leisure walks, so about an hour and a half. And that's when I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and do a lot of self-improvement and learn about um, different pregnancy and postpartum and fertility tips. So that the morning has been really special to me. That's my me time. I can feel like I get something accomplished. I can get my body moving before the crazy day begins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because once everybody gets up, we have no control over what happens. It's just <laughs> all over the place. Um, so what has been really helpful with all this is having my husband be on my team and support me through all of this. I, for a long time, I felt selfish for asking for this morning time, but, you know, I asked him and he was so happy to take over for a little bit in the morning and, you know, help Otto get up and get him breakfast and kind of get him going. Although I'm actually back a lot of times before (laughs) Otto's even awake. So, uh, you know, he he's really stepped up and he felt like he could contribute and do something to make me really happy. And all it involved was him sleeping a little bit longer and just being on call <laughs> if you need to do. So it really isn't asking a whole lot, but it took me a while to be okay with asking for that. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we come home from, I come home from the gym or from my walk and I make breakfast for myself and for my son. And we typically have eggs and sauerkraut and veggies and spinach that we cook in broth. And then we top all that with ghee because butter. We put it on everything. Um, and then coconut aminos and kelp sprinkles um, mm-hmm. for, for a good source of iodine. Mm-hmm. And then I usually have fruit or a sweet potato with it. And then Otto will usually have um, bites of mine. And then I also mix 
coconut milk with frozen blueberries and collagen peptides and probiotic powder. And he loves that. So (laughs) he eats a pretty big breakfast. We have a toddler stand. I don't know if you have seen these. We can post a link in the show notes, but... No, what is that? <laughs> the toddler stand is, it's basically, well, my husband made it, but you can buy them. But it's made out of wood. It's Montessori inspired. And that way they can stand and see you while you're in the kitchen oh, yeah. cooking mm-hmm. and they can be at your level more. And mm-hmm. it's fun because that way he can help me cook because his hands and his body are able to manipulate things on the counter and he can see what I'm doing. And... That way I know he's kind of confined a little bit, but he still has a lot of freedom. So he's safe, (laughs) but he can see what's going on. And that's been just a lifesaver for us because he stands on his toddler stand while I'm cooking and he sees what's going on and he helps contribute to the process. (laughs) So that has been, I I think everybody should get one of those. I think they're just such a, a lifesaver for parents. Um, after breakfast, we literally like run out the door and we're outside until um, his nap time, pretty much. So we run around the neighborhood. On Thursdays, it's garbage day, so we watch all the garbage trucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, we just pretty much play outside and, and be in nature. And we'll run errands. He loves to go to Petco and PetSmart. It's a free zoo, I call it. <laughs> and we'll look at the animals and um, we'll go to Target. He loves running around Target. We'll go grocery shopping. We'll go to different museums in the area. We'll play in the backyard. So we've got a water table and you know he's climbing on everything. So he definitely would rather be outside than inside. And Luckily, we live in a place that's conducive to it. I can't imagine living somewhere cold. I guess mm-hmm. you know, he would get used to being inside more. But yeah, that's, you know, we're outside and then he comes in for his nap, um, which is about two hours. And lately, I've been napping with him. I finally took that advice mm-hmm. and being pregnant and just so tired. I've been napping with him. And then after about 45 minutes and I do things on social media or get some business work done, um, and then when he wakes up from his nap, I actually take him over to the nannies. And this is something that I've had to do out of necessity for my health and, you know, to be able to be a better mom than to him. Um, I don't necessarily have, I mean, I have work to do every single day, but I never have, it, it's not that I have something urgent every single day to get done for work. I just mm-hmm. need a break. <laughs> and I thought two hours in his nap time would be enough, but, you know, all moms know how it is. Nap time Although it should help relieve you and you should be able to relax, you're not able to fully relax because you never know when your kid's mm-hmm. going to get up and there's a million things to do. So I need that extra time uh, with him at the nannies. And we've just we've just budgeted for it and we take him there. And that way I know he gets his energy out and I'm not snippy or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just able to be more present when he's around me because I was noticing in the afternoon I was getting really angry and irritated at him and he wasn't doing anything wrong it was just I was exhausted mm-hmm. so that has been something huge for me for self-care and then when I pick him up from the nannies I'm rested I've gotten my work done I've got my workout done and then we all have we try to have dinner together <laughs> and I say this because my <laughs> husband might be working late he might not be hungry because he might have had a late lunch so we try to have dinner together um, 
We usually play for a little bit after dinner. Sometimes I will put a little bit of TV on for him, which I know some people are like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, it's been a necessity as well to, you know, just. It's a tool sometimes. <laughs> and we never have it on for that long. We have it on mm-hmm. the background. He usually watches it and then runs around and does other things. Um, but it allows me and my husband to connect and talk a little bit. And get some stuff done, especially with this move on the way. So TV mm-hmm. time, you know, you do what you got to do. I never saw myself having him watch it before, too. But things happen. <laughs> so then we go for a walk in the stroller. And, we, yes, I put him in the stroller um, at the, in the nighttime. Because carrying around 30 pounds all day does get to be exhausting. <laughs> and um, if, you know, if he's not in the stroller, then he's out running around. And that's not able that's not conducive to calming him down in the evening. So we put him in the stroller. He eats a whole banana <laughs> or two sometimes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh my God. Uh, and then, yeah, we read books together, brush his teeth, which he fights horribly. And then he, um, he goes to bed. And it's typically been around eight. So the last part of my self-care routine is that um, I have my husband put him to bed. And this was something that we started when we were trying to break the nursing to sleep association mm-hmm. um so i you know we read books together as a family and then i say good night and i leave and then my husband puts them down and when my husband's putting them down then i actually go downstairs and i put on a meditation app that i love called headspace mm-hmm. and it's, it's free for 10 days and then you have to pay for a subscription which i paid for a subscription because it's been the only type of meditation that I that I like and that I can stick to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not supposed to say you're a bad meditator, but I feel like I'm a bad meditator. <laughs> so this app helps, helps me through that. And I diffuse a essential oil blend called Serenity from doTERRA. So that's like my, I feel like I'm in a spa. I feel like I should be paying for this. Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice way to wind down. Um, and then, you know, my husband and I talk for a little bit and I read and I go to bed. So that is my day in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I, I love that it's, you know, I know the structure may, may change from time to time, but having the first part of the day dedicated to you and then uh, maybe some time to recharge in the early afternoon seems to be working really well for you at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's been great too with the Headspace app because if you do it for, I think it's 15 days in a row, you get a free month to give. And so I've been giving them to the moms in the VIP Healthy Mama Happy Baby group. And it Mm -hmm. really keeps me on track because a lot of them are like, I want the next free one. (laughs) So I don't want to let them down. So I've been doing it just so I can get them with a free month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then that's like during the week. So on the weekends, uh, something that I found really helpful, and this might work or may not work for your family, but my husband and I will split up the day on Saturday, or you could do Sunday, whatever works for you. And he'll take half a day to do whatever he wants, which is 95% of the time golfing. <laughs> so he'll go golfing for like four to five hours. And then either Saturday night or Sunday sometime for four to five hours, I'll go get to do whatever I want. And that, you know, I usually will go out with girlfriends. I'll do a spa day. I'll go read somewhere. I'll go eat something in- private for once (laughs) (laughs) and so and then you know the following half day or two half days we'll go 
do something as a family. So we'll go hike or explore where we're living or go to a restaurant. And that's that's been a way for us to both get our cups filled. You know, if we would love to have more than just a half of a day uh, every week to do something <laughs> for ourselves. But, you know, as busy parents, you take what you can get. And that's been a great, great um, habit for us that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So my self-care practices, I'll just want, just kind of refresh what Recap. I'm doing. Yep. And then uh-huh. we'll hear what, what your day is like. So my self-care practice, I go to bed at a decent time, 9 to 10 p.m. I get up early every day, 5.45 for my dedicated me time. I get social media posts and business things done before my son wakes up and then at his nap time instead of doing it all day. I put my mm-hmm. phone on airplane mode during the day to be present. So I know my friends hate it because they'll be texting or calling <laughs> me and it'll take me a while to respond. But I find that if I have my phone on and not on airplane mode, I'm constantly checking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And it's also, you know, I don't know if people believe in EMFs or not, but just, right. just you know, be careful about that. Uh, my nightly meditation and essential oils, my weekend half days. Um, taking showers at night. I didn't go over this, but I've been taking showers at night when my my husband's home so that I'm not rushing in the morning to do it before he goes to work or using my nap time to do that or Otto's nap time. <laughs> and then um, finally, just really getting into beauty care and skin care. Uh, and I've been playing around with lots of different skin care products and putting makeup on every now and then. And the company I've been using is Beauty Counter. I really love their products. I've been hearing about them from a lot of people I respect. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and took the plunge and bought a bunch of things. So we can list a couple of my favorite products uh, in the show notes if people are interested. But I'll be posting pictures about them, too, on my Perfect. Instagram feed. I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I consider myself a crunchy person, but sometimes putting animal fat on your face just isn't that sexy. So <laughs> I kind of wanted a happy medium between, you know, clean products and products that work. And uh, this is a great, great route. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And we're at a time where there are many more of these healthy and eco-friendly uh, options out there. So it's good to, to, to be on the lookout and try them out. Yeah. So now that I've blabbed about all of my stuff, <laughs> I want to hear about your routine. I don't think I know anything about this. So. <laughs> well, my routine, uh, it varies a lot. So one thing for sure, like you, I would say that my routine starts uh, the night before and um, my sleep is really important to me. And because we're still waking up three, four, five times a night, uh, usually not for very long. Not now that we're back to uh, co-sleeping, I, I don't always have to nurse him back to sleep. Sometimes it just needs to know that I'm close to him and we go back to sleep. But because uh, my sleep is broken like that, I usually need to go to bed between nine and 10. Um, we don't have a curtain here uh, because we are kind of in a rural area. Uh, there's no lights around. We don't even see the neighbors because there are so many trees around the house. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it gets dark when the sun set and uh, we have the natural light coming in in the morning. Uh, and we usually wake up around seven or eight. Um, 
so I'm in bed for a long time. It seems like almost 10, even 11 hours sometimes. Uh, but that's what my body needs right now. And I'm okay with it. Um, and, and that's it. Yeah, we try not having electronics or light in the bedroom. We don't have any Wi-Fi in our house. My husband found a way to <laughs> turn off the Wi-Fi and we're using like the old fashioned cable. So we're reducing our exposure to EMF. Of, you know, we don't have any uh, strong evidence that they're super harmful and that they affect everyone, but uh, we feel more comfortable that way. Then uh, during the week, um, I work maybe two or three mornings a week. I might have clients. My hobby, uh, my husband works from home too. So, uh, well, he, he builds furniture so he can watch Aiden while I'm working with clients. We have breakfast a little later, around 9.30, 10, because Aiden nurses so much when he first wakes up in the morning that he's not hungry until then. So we have breakfast then, then I might work a bit more. He goes down for his nap around 11.30, 12, and he naps for not as long, maybe just an hour to an hour and a half, probably because he is in bed for longer at night. And during that time, earlier in the week, I might have to do some work, uh, but later in the week, uh, I have some, I use that time for myself to lay out in the sun outside, read, uh, do some stretches or yoga and, um, and, and get lunch ready because when Aiden wakes up, we have uh, lunch together as a family, uh, around 1, 1 1.30. So that's pretty much it. In the afternoon, I'm usually uh, taking care of Aiden and we are outside a lot too. Uh, we might uh, go for a ride and go to the beach or to uh, a local trail to see the river and throw rocks into the river, <laughs> which is one of Aiden's favorite activity. Uh, but yeah, we're just outside of the house a lot because we have a, a lot of uh, room to play, lots of trees and, and sticks and rocks. Those are his uh, favorite toys for now. <laughs> um, and what else? When then uh, we go back inside to make dinner around five and uh, lately we've been starting listening to music more. Aiden really seems to enjoy that and he, he sings a little and dance and that's just really, really cute. Um and uh, he helps prepare dinner. We have uh, our kitchen table is, is actually a coffee table. So I might bring the, the cutting board on the coffee table so he can help. Um, I give him like a butter knife and a banana. So he something soft that he can cut and feel uh, like he's contributing uh, and, you know, have him put things in the, the pots and pans and he loves helping. And yeah, we're listening. We, we're also using uh, YouTube videos to keep him <laughs> uh, busy uh, if I need to be at the stove or something like that. Um, we like listening to NACO and Medicine for the People. That's a really good band with a good, really good message and their music videos are totally appropriate for, for children. So uh, we've been loving that and there are a lot of animals so he loved them and uh, then after we have dinner uh, we go for a walk uh, for about 30 minutes I don't have a stroller so we, we use the carrier and the funny thing is that for the last year he's hasn't been wanting to be in the carrier so much since he started walking he just wanted to be down and walking on his own and exploring but lately he's been happy to be back in the carrier on my back for a 30 minute walk and we look at the 
different animals we have around, and he points at all the trash on the ground, and uh, and uh, that that's really helping him to wind down. And then we water the garden, and he's in bed around seven seven thirty, and that's when I have some time for myself to. I try to meditate, but it's very, um, it's not super formal. It's informal. I try sometimes to play with arts, uh, just painting, drawing. I have a gratitude journal, uh, listening to music, maybe eat a treat uh, alone without having a toddler and uh, <laughs> trying to grab things from my mouth and uh, stretch or read. And so it varies every night depending on what I feel like, but that, that, that really, I, I love that time of the day when Aiden's in bed and I can recharge for the next day before going to bed. So, um, but, um, if I look at my self-care routine, um, what the biggest change has been about three, four months ago, I started having some time for myself on Sunday morning. I take three to four hours and that's been, you know, you've been my inspiration for that. So thank you, Stephanie. Um, and I can go to a yoga class or most often I just go to a, a local regional park where I hike in the trails and sometimes just sit down to meditate or, or, journal or things like that so it it just feels awesome and I I'm not you know I I, I'm keeping that in my schedule for sure. I'm not giving that up anytime soon. <laughs> Sometimes I have an extra yoga class in the middle of the week um, because it's, uh, yeah, it helps me connect back to my breath, be more mindful, be more in touch with my body. So I've been really enjoying doing more yoga lately. Part of my self-care routine, I, I would also include the work that I do with my life coach. You know, for some people, it could be a therapist or um, just someone uh, they can uh, feel comfortable with. And my life coach has been that person for me. We started working together five months ago, and she's been a huge game changer. It's just hard when you're a mom. There's just so many hats that we take as a mom, a wife, a friend, a, a professional. And sometimes it's hard to deal with all of these things and figure out who you are <laughs> behind all of these hats. So, um, of course, you know, talking to a friend can, can be, can do that for you. But what I like uh, about my life coach is that she always asks exactly the right questions to help me explore more different uh, emotions and uh, help me come up with a plan of action. So uh, that's been part of my self-care routine. Every, every two to three weeks, we meet um, via Skype. Um, so I'd say there are five components to my self-care routine. We touched three already, the Sunday morning routine, sometimes an extra yoga class, the work with my life coach. The fourth thing would really be to set more boundaries with my social media and email. So that's I've always felt really addicted to the internet, even when I was a teenager and the internet kind of first came out to <laughs> the the rural uh, part of Canada where I was living. I, I got addicted to it right away. Um, and it's been hard for me to to not always have that pull towards a computer. I don't have a phone, fortunately, so uh, it's not in my pocket, but I always feel like I need to check my email. Maybe someone is trying to reach me or I need to see what other people are doing. There's that fear of missing out and it's hard to get rid of it, but I've been really inspired lately to, to set more boundaries around that. And um, so I just set a time. Uh, usually I check my emails and social media only once a day, 
sometimes I might, there might be a few other, other times. It's, I'm not always perfect, but it, I try to do it when, you know, right after Aiden goes down for his nap so I can catch up on that and, uh, and then try to turn off the computer for the rest of the day. But that's, that's giving me a lot of time back and also allowed me to, to just be more present. Uh, and, uh, yeah, social media, it just, it's easy to, to be in that, to, to waste a lot of time just watching what other people are doing and comparing yourself to the highlights of their life and feeling like your life is not is not uh, as exciting as theirs. So yeah, trying to to put boundaries has been huge. And the fifth thing I would say has been uh, more recent, maybe in the last couple of months, has been practicing presence. Um, I felt like I was living my day, thinking about the past or the future, having that monkey mind thinkings about thinking about past conversations that I wished were different and what I could say or do differently, or thinking about my goals in the future, where I wanted to go with my business or what I wanted to do. And of course, it's good to have goals, but when you're always living. Uh, for that future and not taking advantage of the present moment, you kind of miss out on, on your life. And it's just exhausting to have your mind running <laughs> at that crazy pace all the time. So, of course, we hear about mindfulness a lot and I understood the meaning of it rationally, but I found it really hard to apply. Um, until I, I felt like, one or two months ago when I read the book, uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, it just felt like instead of trying to understand the concept of presence and mindfulness with my mind, I just really felt it deep within uh, how important it was. And it just made a lot of sense right away. It's hard to explain with words, but it just, uh, it just felt a lot easier to apply in my life. It, it just um, became more natural because I, I finally understood how to push back the past and present from the now so I can be in the now. And I felt more at peace. I've had more clarity and yet I've felt more alive than I've had in a long time doing those different things. So yeah, having that uh, break from constant monkey mind and thoughts running all the time, having more space to be in the now. Yeah, all of these things have been really good for me. And I consider them all really important parts of my self-care routine. Yeah. And I've noticed significant differences in, in your personality and how you approach work. And you know, even the other day, we were talking about topics for upcoming podcasts. You're like, I don't know. I'm just living in the present. <laughs> Um, so I can tell, you know, you're definitely a hard worker and that will never leave your personality, but you're not thinking about your next steps and planning every move and you're very much in the present. So she walks to talk people. She's trying. Yes. Really means it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So maybe we can move on to some of our, some of your best steps to, uh, incorporate self-care into your daily routine. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> helpful hearing people's stories and examples mm-hmm. of how they set their day up. But I wanted our listeners to leave with some really solid tips and action steps. So I talked about this book on a past podcast, but if you missed it, Craig Ballantyne has a book called The Perfect Day Formula. And we'll Mm -hmm. link to that in the show notes. But 
his rules really changed how I went about my day and how I created my templates. So his rules are to control your mornings, conquer the chaos of the afternoon, and concentrate on what really matters in the afternoon. So how I set my day up with that was I you know, wake up early, and we talked about that already, and kind of let whatever happens, happens in the afternoon and just have fun with it and be present. And then, you know, conquering what really, or concentrating on what really matters in the afternoon is, you know, putting your phone down, being with your family, having dinner together whenever you can, um, and then concentrating on getting that sleep and that meditation and that mindfulness practice, whatever you do, uh, those rules can help anybody figure out within the context of their lifestyle and their day mm-hmm. how to make self-care happen. He's the one who really inspired me to change my habits around social medias and emails as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good book. Yep, it's a really quick read too. I think it took me mm-hmm. maybe one or two nights and I'm not a fast reader. I like to slow down and absorb everything at my own speed. Um, then understanding that self-care is not selfish. This is something that... I don't know a mom that I've talked to that doesn't struggle with feeling like it's selfish to take time mm-hmm. for yourself, uh, but asking for your partner really helps them feel important, and filling your cup and doing what makes you you and you unique makes you a better mom. So not selfish at all, and you'll be surprised at how much even just like a couple hours on the weekend, like we were talking about, can help you in so many areas of your life. And I think people around you can notice it, right? Your husband and, uh, yeah, children. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, So, you know, start early. This is something that, looking back, if I had to do motherhood over, I would have done a lot of these things uh, way earlier because it took me to that point where I crashed and I felt completely depleted, just wanting to run away, uh, that I started to make these changes. So... As as soon as you can, as soon as you notice that you need to do this, which I think everybody would benefit from doing something little mm-hmm. for themselves um, in addition to what they're doing. But, you know, go ahead and get started on whatever it is that you need to improve to to make self-care a priority. Keeping it simple, you don't need to do exactly what Egley or I do. You don't have to wake up at 545. Maybe you just wake up 10 minutes early or maybe you had to bed 15 to 30 minutes early to wind down to write in a gratitude journal, to meditate. Um, maybe it looks like you going outside to eat your breakfast. Maybe you go downstairs to eat your dinner or your lunch mm-hmm. if you can. I've done this. I've just, I've like had enough some days where I just need to eat a meal without being pulled on or mm-hmm. somebody stealing my food or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. I lock myself downstairs and I do it and don't feel bad about it. Um, or, you know, even going to a restaurant by yourself to just, have a nice meal in peace. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, you know, I think keeping keeping up with it, and making it a habit, is really important. Getting up at five forty five is not fun, and there are definitely days where the the alarm clock goes off, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm so comfortable. This bed is so warm, but I know that if I get off track with doing the habit, then it'll be harder the next couple days, next couple days. Same thing with meditating. You might start it and love it. And then a couple days in, you lose the enthusiasm for it, just like with diets. Mm -hmm. But you got to have consistency. Otherwise, it doesn't become a habit. Yes. 
And, and you need to keep that momentum going, as you said. And also, you know, some people with, might say, oh, well, I'm, I'm feeling okay. I, I'm not hey. feeling like depleted, but it, that there's a reason why you need to keep doing that. So you don't get to that extreme of feeling so depleted and resentful. And, and yeah, so you need to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and my last tip is for those people who want to meditate or they've thought about it for a while and they just can't get on that boat headspace just download the app it's free do it for 10 days see how you feel about it um i was super resistant and i heard i've heard so many people that i know and respect and trust and so many successful people meditate that's if you ask them the one thing that has been a game changer for them is that they started meditating so i knew there was something Mm -hmm. to it (laughs) so if you're having trouble implementing it Try that app. And there's a lot of different apps out there, but I find that a lot of people enjoy that one. And if you're pregnant, there's a pregnancy track that helps you with that specific stage of your life. There's an anxiety track. There is a happiness track. There is a relationships track. So there's a lot of different options for you to find what you need. Perfect. And we'll put the links to all of these different things we talked about in the show notes for people to, to find. Yep. What about you? What are your top tips? I'd say to schedule it, it's a bit similar to what you were saying, but making sure it's part of your schedule and that people around you know it. Uh, so it becomes a habit that just makes it more easy. Then you don't have to think about it. You know, each Sunday morning, my husband knows I'm leaving and I'm doing my thing. So that makes it easier. He can remind me if, uh, no, he doesn't need to remind me actually. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yeah." laughs> um, and as you said, it doesn't have to be big or cost anything. It's just something for yourself. It's really well deserved. I, I, personally thought you know I thought I was different I could do without it but um yeah yeah it's not that easy being a mom at times and we need to refuel and now that I've been doing it for three four months there is no way I'll ever go back to not having any time for myself ever again so you know when baby number two comes in I'll make sure that I have things in place to um to not wait that long uh before I I get back to it too so I just feel like I'm a much better Right. Good idea. (laughs) I just feel like I'm, yeah, I'm a better person with it. And maybe the third tip I would have is just to try to practice presence every time you can. Uh, for me, uh, you know, if, if I'm nursing Aiden, if I'm waiting in line at the grocery store, uh, if I'm cooking dinner, washing my hair, doing the dishes, whatever, I try, even if you have like your uh, toddler, uh, pulling on you or screaming in the background, just try to be more mindful of those little things and see what your mind is doing are you in the past or in the future if you are just try to push those back further away and be in the now and you can just notice the little details what you feel on your skin what you smell what you hear what you see I find that it's like a mini meditation in and of itself and it can be done anywhere anytime no matter what is happening and you know, I, it's been really helpful uh, for me to just practice presence. So I really encourage you to give it a try. And of course, we give a lot of, you know, uh, the, the, the personal self-care routines that we have or tips and you have a different situations, take what works for you. Uh, but we would really love to hear some feedback for, from you, what has been working for you, what you've tried. And, uh, because I think that we just need to keep 
all of us uh, accountable and motivated and inspired to keep taking care of ourselves so we can be the best uh, person we can be. <laughs> yeah, I think the more that we talk about what we're doing for self-care and not make it seem like a luxury, because it's not a luxury, mm-hmm. it's a necessity for everybody, uh, but the more that we can talk about it, and like you said, you know, you learn some things from me, I always learn some things from, from you, that's normalizing it, and that's what we mm-hmm. need to do to make this more present in people's life. Exactly. So I, I hope, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing from other mamas so we can keep the, the momentum going. <laughs> so this is it. Please remember that the views on this podcast and website are not meant to be substituted for medical advice, shouldn't be used to diagnose, treat, or cure any conditions, and are intended for general information purposes only. And thank you for listening to Real Food Mamas. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast to help us spread the real food word. We also invite you to visit our website, realfoodmamaspodcast.com, and our new Facebook page, Real Food Mamas, to find past episodes, leave comments, and ask questions for future shows. Remember, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Now go on, have a good day, and nourish and nurture you and your family.